Hello and welcome to this episode 66 of the Northern Invasion podcast. You are joined today by myself, Mr. Stu West, and we have with us Warhammer Dad, the father of, of it all. But tonight is going to be Warhammer Daddy. Um, it's, it's Dr. Scott Smith. Good, e- good evening, I, I think. And then we also have everybody's favourite American. It's JP. Hey, everybody. And then we have the master, our first ever um, captain of Scotland. It's Mr. Andy Curry. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. So it's been a little while, but we've come together under the auspices of uh, Scott's tournament to have a quick chat about lists and stuff. So we're going to get straight into it because there's football on and Scott wants to get away. Um, I'm about to open some beer. I'm on candy kittens this evening and I've just realised how dirty all the cans are. Um, so I'm just I'm just going to use some of our hobby materials to, to clean the rim of my can. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You don't, you don't get this on these professional podcasts, you know. So candy kittens. Yeah, so um while I while I clean the rim of my can, um, oh, you, you guys tell us what you've been working at hobby wise. We'll start with you, Scott. What have you been up to? Oh, this this will not take long. Um pretty much zero, to be honest. Uh haven't done anything for an, a, a, a long time. Um last games I played were of AOS, were at Onslaught, and what's that, about a month or so ago now, five weeks maybe? I even think. Um, it was during the summer holidays, wasn't it? That's where we are. And we're about to finish the summer holidays. So um, so that was good. Um, I took, I played with more tribes, just some simple Iron Blasters and Frost Lords and things like that, which was great fun. Um, haven't played since then. Um, haven't picked up a paintbrush for any AOS things for a wee while. I started painting a little bit of a Blood Bowl team. That's what I did too. <laughs> a couple of high elves in front of me. Um, and that's really it. I've not been, I've not been anywhere near as much into it as, um, well, as I have been the last few years. Um, so we're trying to relight some fires, um, hopefully with a bit of tempest, um, excitement will keep me going, or get me, or get, or get me going. Sorry. Gonna um, suck you back into the hobby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So that's the plan. Um, other than that, been playing a bit of X-wing. Kind of off, off, uh, off topic, off brand. Um, yeah, so that's so. There we go. <laughs> I'm here to market my tournament. I haven't played a damn thing of AOS <laughs> for fucking ages. So, well, there we go. That's okay. That's okay. So, what about yourself, Andy? Keeping your um, hand in. What have you been working on? No, much like much like Scott, I've got to say, I've not actually even played a game in the new GHB yet. Um, kind of on brand for myself, where I rock up having not played it play a few games and, and do okay but um onslaught was excellent nice way to say goodbye to what was that saying do okay you normally come in and win you mean <laughs> bastard disgusting who's your left event andy masters no no i, I played onslaught i came forth pushed the nuggle about um it was actually right. it was good fun and uh, they've went down even further now so I might, uh, I might keep pushing it about just to see if there's any game. But Onslaught was great. It was a nice way to say goodbye to the old GHB. And, and the new GHB does look fantastic. So I have been slow building a OCR Bone Reapers army. 
Oh boy. Like, Expected mm-hmm. to be ready just in time for the GHB change. <laughs> for, the, uh, for the for the battle scroll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just in time for No Murray. I had to change to a four plus from a two plus. Um, but other than that, I've been dabbling in 40k. So I got the Leviathan box um, for my son and I to have a go at. So we were looking at it that over the weekend there. And I did this Titanicus. So it, it, always draws me, it always draws me back in. I just like the giant yeah. robots. So I was building a couple of Warhounds uh, over the weekend as well. Mm. Other than that, uh, PC gaming has been consuming my, my free time when I get it. So I've had Diablo 4, bit of EVE Online, and we've got, what have we got? We've got Armor, Corsic, Armor Corsic, nah, Baldur's Gate 3 hasn't really sucked me in. But to say, Armor Core 6 is looking good, and we've got a new season of Path XL coming up next week, this week, so... Don't expect much hobby to continue. <laughs> that's me. What about you, JP? Well, unlike apparently the other people, I've been prepping for this podcast by painting. Uh, I painted the Lumineth Realm Lords that I, th- I think that Dan Ryan is bringing to uh, the Tempest. So you know, keeping it on topic uh, for for this call. Um, Aside from that, I've been painting a little bit of Nurgle and a little bit of, I always forget what they are, whether they're world eaters or word bearers, but the, the red corn 40k lads. Um, yeah, they're world eater. uh, eaters. They're, yeah, word yeah. eaters. Yeah. The, the angry ones. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, the, that's, that's been me. <coughs> I don't know what I've been up to. Well, I've not done a great deal. Uh, I've been away. Um, so I did. I didn't get to play it on slot, um, unfortunately. I'm sorry to have missed that one because Mark always puts on a great show. Um, it's always a, a good laugh, and um, I tend to sleep um, through the second game because uh, it's not not the second game, the uh, fourth game. Because it's normally over very quickly because I've I've had a heavy Saturday night at an on slot, and I just go all in at the beginning, and it's like death or glory, and Funnily enough, it's always been death, and um, there's never been any glory in that game for me, so I, I tend to sleep. Uh, but no, I was a bit gutted to miss that one. Um, uh, but no, I'm, I've, I've played two games of the new GHB, um, so not a great deal. I've not actually used an Andorian Locus yet, um, because I think they're overrated. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll maybe come on to that in a bit. Um, they've obviously got a couple of tricks, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm painting at the moment uh, Randy, who is my um, my incarnate, my crom spine. So he's painted. I'm just waiting for the PVA to dry so that I can get the base finished um, before I set off for Tempest in a little under 48 hours. Nice. So yeah, he's got to be finished. Apart from that. Uh, think yeah i've played a few games but in terms of hobby i've been working on nighthorn um that's my hobby project at the moment um i'm putting myself through the ringer with uh too many chain rasps is that your next army well i don't know i'm just doing it for a bit of fun um because i really like the models they've never the the play style's never actually done anything for me um and i've always been a 
a Lady Alinda admirer as everyone. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> My God, the internet's just eating itself. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's uh, about time I, I crack the plastic seal on Alinda that Shane got me as a, a Christmas present many years ago. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I, that's what I'm working on at the moment. Um, yeah, more as a hobby project than something I consider playing, but they are such nice models um, yeah. across the range. Um, I'm just waiting for that day when those uh, horse-headed geezers with the big long pokey sticks. Yeah, they're such they cool there. models, and they're never they've never been around. Oh, they're a lovely model. They have come right down. I think there's 60 points now, are they, for four? Is it 60? Oh, great. Points? So we're one, we're one battle scroll away from the 600 Glade Wraith Stalker <laughs> list. <laughs> we're That's finally having units of four, yeah. whatever it is, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so no, that, that's that's about it for for hobby for myself. I've been playing a lot of board games, um, quite a bit of like El Arkham Horror, the card game. I've been enjoying that, um, and playing a few games with the kids. So yeah, it's all good. Uh, but yeah, um, tournament times, and then we've got the Six Nations coming. So I've got a really busy three months, I think, now with a lot of tournaments to go to. So there you go that is the hobby um we've asked some questions we have some questions but should we do them at the end those at the end before i hand over to scott who's going to be daddy this evening um i, I do have to just mention um we, we've acquired a sponsor um so so who'd thought it we were actually contacted by them um so there's this this is news to you guys so um, there's a, a place on the interweb called warbay.shop. Oh, I've seen this. I don't know if you're familiar with it. So Warbay, um, it's, it was quite interesting. He contacted me quite a while ago. Um, but I, at the time, it, we weren't going to be doing any, um, any sorry, I wasn't going to be doing any battle reports for a while and podcasts weren't going to be coming. So I says, I'll just hang off until like, after summer or whatever. He got back in touch today anyway, coincidentally, since we were going to uh, do a podcast just, there. Just so so I, I had a look over it and it's like, it's a bit like if you've got a pile of shame you want to sell, you can be a vendor on there or whatever. So you can pick up stuff that way. But it's also a bit like a hub where you can buy like um, third party products for like tokens and markers and stuff. There's some pretty cool wound markers and objective markers. So, um, yeah, Warbay. Um Give them some love. We don't have a code or anything like that. Um, I asked, I said, is there anything that we can do to uh, so that you know you're getting some value um, and people are coming to you? And he says, oh, no. So there you go. Just give them a check out. There's some pretty nice uh, sort of like command point, victory point trackers and that sort of thing, wound markers and just some alternatives for your measurement sticks and things. There you go. Give them a shout. I'll stick a link in the description if I remember. Probably won't remember, <laughs> um, but it's just warbay.shop. There you go. Nice. Uh, and on that bombshell, I'm going <laughs> to sit back um, and quaff this fine ale with the dirty can. Um, <laughs> can you just stop Hopefully, Hopefully <laughs> Oh, it's you, Scott. Jolly good. Jolly good. Right. So... Tempest, we're here. We're here to talk about Tempest. Um, so this is going to be the 
year seven of Tempest. I was just totaling up my history um, with a wee gap for COVID. So first one was what, 2016? And then a couple of years gap or whatever during COVID. So we're back up to 2023, um, year seven. And um, first of all, I've kind of said it before, but I'll, I'll say it again. This is be this will be the last time I'm going to run Tempest. So time time for a wee break, um, possibly possibly a permanent break. We'll see. Um, uh, not to take away from it, but it's it, I've had enough of um, of organising tournaments for a while. So. Um, <laughs> I'll let, I'll let someone let someone others take over. And... You can all get fucked, I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid game anyway. <laughs> um so yeah, uh we'll we'll maybe touch touch on that at the end there. We'll 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 um it, it may not be the end of Tempest. We'll um we'll, we'll we'll talk about that at the end, maybe after the questions. So so yeah, year seven, Tempest. Um it's it's much the same as it was last time. So kind of standard fare, two-day event, five games, GHB, no no great um, or any sort of comp or anything like that. Just play it out the book. Um, I say that. So when you first started it, did you ever have like an idea in, in mind of how you wanted the tournament to be or was it just a case of well, get everyone together? Because from, from my point of view, I've always wanted to go along as, as often as I could. Um, weekends didn't always line up with kids and stuff, but it always seems to be one of the very well attended yeah. tournaments. Well, the first the first Tempest was a was a one day affair. This was this was back pre GHB, um, so it was it, and it was a bit more <laughs> narrative uh, in those days because and it wasn't just me that started. It was me and Tim, remember Tim Gruneberg, yeah, um, who was eighth edition ETC player, came across to AOS and sort of drifted away after a couple of years. So me and him did the first two, I think. And I was the sort of um, TO OCD person, sort of handling the the nuts and bolts of it. And he was the he was the mission maker. So he brewed up a few missions for the first for the first two, maybe uh, uh, certainly the first one. It was going to be three. It was a one day event, so it'll be three missions, kind of with some custom flavour to it. Probably fairly narrative. If you're looking at, looking back at them now, um, maybe not particularly well balanced, but they would seem to go there well um, in those days. Uh, and it gradually evolved as the GHBs came out. We, we lent, lent more into it. And I think even by year three, I, um, I, I did do, I think when I sold tickets back in like six months ago, ridiculously, um, I did a big thread on Twitter where I sort of dredged through my old Tempest tweets to try and build up a history of it. And there's a thread on there. I think it's Tempest Memories or something, if you go and have a look. Or, although it's not called Twitter anymore, is it? It's called X. Oh <laughs> the leader right. formerly known as Twitter. God, I shall be calling it Twitter and tweets <laughs> and, re- and retweets. Um, so it's in there. Um, I, I could dig it up, but I can't bother at this moment. But anyway, there's a wee history in there, and you can see previous winners, things like that. Um, I, I won it. <laughs> I think you won year two. One or two. Was it two? Yeah. Mike won year one. You won year two. And then. Bayless appeared on the scene and smashed up, I think, the first two-day event. I'm pretty yeah. sure that was my first tournament victory. Yeah. In fact, I've got a history of it here. Let's just, let's just... Here we go. 2016, Mike Callahan, the Dwarfs. 2017, Andy Curry with Death. Oh, oh, that, doesn't, that doesn't tell the full story. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
Was, was that the death, snakes? Was that the death snakes? Brackets, that Tomb the, Kings. I nearly lost game three against. Is it Greg? When I nearly knelt down to get a dice, and that's back in the day. That was, that was back in the day where if you had sex on the table and you knelt, your opponent instantly won the game. That was game three to win the tournament, I think. Oh dear, 20, so 2017, 2018, and this was the first two there. This was, um, and, and this was John Bayless that won it with Zinch brackets. RKO and was definitely part of that Zinch list, so um, I remember that. Uh, 2019 was Liam, good old Liam, our very own, yeah. formerly of this parish. Uh, he won it with Nagash, grand host. So Nagash and Grimgast, I want to say. Um, and then, then, then the Watson years started. Um, 2020, Nathan Watson with Ogre Maw Tribes. Um, so that was just pre-COVID, that was January 2020. And then after COVID, um, or well, kind of still during it, we missed 2021. So 2022, Nathan Watson won it again, retained with Doris again, um, Marathi and stuff, probably both snakes. Um, so 2023, there's, there's going to be no 3 He's He's not playing. In fact, none of the former winners are playing so there will be a new winner a new champion which is quite cool uh, and i should say as well the new winner will get a golden ticket kind of oh, got right. about this in the in, in the in the hype um i did apply to the go to the gw um shout out that went out six seven eight months ago whenever it was um and myself and matt from broken realms we both got a golden ticket so nice. the winner gets entry to the Atlanta World Championships of Warhammer in November. Um, unfortunately, can't give them any contribution towards their travelling, apart from a few dice and uh, a pat on the back. Um, but hopefully, hopefully, there's, hopefully somebody, um, yeah, hopefully somebody can take it up and, and roll with it. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of Tempest history. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, normal, normal 2D affair. I'm going to reveal the missions maybe after we've talked about lists and stuff. I, I chewed through them today and had a wee look. So, um, although I haven't played any of them, I think <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Nothing too crazy. Cool. So, uh, in terms of, so the usual thing I've been doing the last few years, and maybe even since, since year one, is a wee bit of fun with the build up and looking at the stats. Obviously, a big part of Tempest was getting your list submitted. I do like a good list and a good list PDF. So there will be a list PDF, despite the years of um, <laughs> tournament software. Rest yeah. in peace. Rest in peace, tabletop.to. Yeah. You were too young. You were too young. <laughs> Taken from us. <laughs> I've, had to, I've had to cheat on TTO and use BCP this year, um, which was a first for me, but it seems pretty slick, so should be all right. I was tempted by that stats and ladders. I see quite a few tournaments using it now. Blackout used it at the weekend, seemed to go well with 100 players. So oh, nice. It's, it was an option, but I, I didn't have any experience with it either, and a few folk had a bit of BCP experience. I thought I'd just go with that, so it's on BCP. Um, lists will be up there hopefully tonight if I um, click the button to release it, and a PDF will be released as well. A good old-fashioned list PDF. Um, 
44 players, so kind of floating about the standard max for Tempest. Um, I don't think we've ever got to 46. I did sell 46 tickets, but there's been a huge turnover this year in players, probably because I sold it six months ago. And It's quite exhausting, that though, isn't it? That's yeah. one of the things that I find hardest about running a tournament. And it's nothing against players, because I know yeah. that real world crops up, but it's okay. so difficult doing that juggling routine and trying to keep your numbers right. That's um, it. It's definitely it's, been part of the, yeah. It's definitely been part of the thinking of of, of, um, of letting it go. Uh, it was a bit of a bit of a palaver. Um, I think I think it also reflects. So I think it was probably because I sold it quite early, and also um, I think it does reflect the kind of growth of the scene. Is there's there's a, so many more players now. Um, the fact that there's been a huge turnover. There's probably been about uh, I don't know. I think I was about 15 reserves at one point and I've drained through all them and and some. So you're talking 15 to 20 and we're still at 44. So um, it does speak speak volumes for the Scottish scene now. Um, yeah. as, as we've seen with Glasgow, with Broken Realms, you know, he sold, Matt sold, what, 70 odd? Yeah, he's took it to a new level, hasn't he? Really? Yeah. So, so from, from, from the year one of Tempest where there was 20 for a one dare and I was absolutely overjoyed for 20 yeah. and it, and it, well, it was zero... difficult because we were getting like a dozen 14 players in that first year weren't we yeah absolutely and, and was, Tempest remember, was the big one I remember clearly there was there was zero drops because I was absolutely panicking about it I think what, what if there's like <laughs> six folk or something <laughs> but there was zero drops 20 people um, year one so anyway I, I'm digressing again so there will be a list pdf and in true Tempest fashion we've, we've had a wee bit of commentary added um from a couple of non-attendees, so we've got so we've got um, Nathan, Captain Nathan, uh, winners of the last two Tempest. He's he's added his wisdom slash uh, <laughs> sarcasm to um, to everybody's Don't list. Take offence, people. It's lovely <laughs> really. Yes, he's a pantomime villain. <laughs> and and the, the Godfather of Glasgow AOS, Matt. He is he's also joining it. The, the the commentary so he's had a he's had a look at his list and given his opinion so i will get that released asap probably tomorrow morning um and everyone can have a little uh, laugh at that hopefully take it with the pinch of salt um so that's the kind of oh the stats that's what i'm talking about I'm, I'm digressing here so and on twitter and of course in grand tempest style i chucked a few stats a few polls up last night to um have a wee have a wee bit of fun and see what's what's coming out on on, on top in various uh, stats categories the usual thing um and they've got about half an hour or so left but i don't think it's going to make any difference just talk about them just now might as well go through them um now you've all had a wee look at the at the lists now hopefully and uh, he's not is he not i'll well, scroll down to the degenerate ones at the bottom too <laughs> see, see if you scroll down to the very bottom page or second bottom page it's got a wee, um, a wee excel table in there that kind of tells you all the um summary stuff so um so 44 players uh the first question was what's the most represented grand alliance now twitter or sorry x in its wisdom um went for death for 60, 64 votes so far they went for death just over half the votes um just order got what's that <laughs> Ended all just over half the lists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Order was 32, 33% of the vote. Chaos 6, 
2.3%, destruction 4.7%. So, um, so people think death are, are, are the GHB 23-24 daddies, which I think probably is true, but not, not at Tempest, they're not. <laughs> Good old Scottish AOS, 44 players, 13 of them are destruction players. Right. So uh, yeah, the 4.7% the, the of you got that one right. It was the least the least voted option, so <laughs> well done. So there's thir 13 destruction, 12 order, only 10 death and nine chaos. I mean, it is quite flat actually. I think if you look it's, across previous Tempest, there's always one that's sort of yeah. shit, shit one that doesn't get picked. <laughs> um, so there we go, that's our first stat for you. Um, so now we know that, Question two, which allegiance is the most represented? And I, I picked a sample of four, all beginning with S for some reason. Soulblight, <laughs> Gravelords, Seraphon, Slanesh, and Sons of Behemoth. Um, as you'll notice, there's one from each uh, Grand Alliance there, I think, in there. Okay. So Twitter again, voted this time. Soulblight, Gravelords, again, thinking death would be most represented. 65% of the vote. Seraphon, good old Seraphon. Uh, 30% of the vote. Slanesh, that was a weak curveball, 1.8%. And good old Sons of Behemoth, 3.5%. So they were right down there. People thinking there's going to be lots of soul blight, presumably lots of zombies. Spoiler alert, there are, there are still lots of zombies, but soul blight, <laughs> soul blight did not, is not the most common. Um, I was a bit naughty here. There was three on five, but I only picked one of them. I picked my favourite, of course. Good old Sons <laughs> of Behemoth. So there's five Mega Gargan armies um, at Tempest. So again, Twitter not doing very well there. There is a lot of Soul Blight. There is four Soul Blight. Sorry, there's not four. Soul, there's four Seraphon. There's three Soul Blight. Um, and there's two Slash. So they're, they're all represented. Um, there's no singles there. But good old Sons of Behemoth coming out Take on top it. there. Along with, of course, OBR. Um, there's five of them. And there's also five Ogre Mortar Tribes, of yeah. course, being there, the most common Grand Alliance, and the 13. So there's five, five Mega Gargant armies, five Mortar Tribe armies, and uh, we've got one Iron Jaws, one Big Wah, and there must be another one. Do, 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 do. Gets, there we go, one Gets uh, list. Which leads on to the, the the next question. Which which allegiance is least represented? Um, okay, the options: Stormcast, Eternals, Slave to Darkness, Gloomspite, Gets, Disciples of Zinch. Um, now, Twitter has voted for Stormcast Eternals. Sure, they thought that would be the most the the, the least represented. Um, then they went for Disciples of Zinch, 23%, Gits, 21%, Slaves Darkness, 7%. So the correct answer here was Gits, which was a wee bit surprising after Worlds, but yeah. I guess not. If, if they've so killed. Is there just, just one Gits list? There's then? one Gits list. Arrow. <laughs> there's two Stormcast, there's two Slaves, and there's two Zinch. Um, so yeah, and, uh, there's a whole bunch of ones. Um, but I picked Gits as being probably the most newsworthy. <laughs> every every world team had a Gits player, think, yeah, more or less. Um, and it's all just kind of flipped a wee bit. Question four: How many Crons spine incarnates are there at Tempest? Making a bit of a resurgence, maybe. 
Um, it gives four options again, six, four, two, or zero. And Twitter thought there's going to be four, just about equal with six, but 40%, 42% voting for six and four, two and what, two and zero got a few votes. But yeah, correct answer is six. There's, there's quite a lot of incarnates this, this time around. Um, maybe not quite as many as we saw just in the chat there at Broken Realms a few months ago, but but it seems to be making a wee bit of a comeback, I, th I want to say, but I, I don't really know. What do you think, JP? Is it? Is it anyone noticed? <laughs> I, just, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised there hasn't been another incarnate released, actually. I thought there'd be another one out by now. But... Thankfully not. We've stuck with the other one. Thankfully <laughs> not. <laughs> so we've got six incarnates coming, and uh, there seems to be a theme of which lists they're dropped into. There's a, definitely a pattern there. Um, which we'll see when lists come out. But it seems like Seraphon are the, are the drawn spine buddies this, this time round. Um, okay, question five. Most commonly named hero at Tempest. I've gone for the kind of big boys here. Lord Croak, Catacross, King Broad. <laughs> King Broad and Manfred. I like how Manfred's now the, one of the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. He's got to his, his rightful seat. <laughs> I had to put him in. I had to put him in. So Twitter thought Lord Croak would be. Uh, he actually he kind of stormed this vote. Sixty-three percent people thought Lord Croak. Catacross twenty-six, and a couple thought King Broad. Um, and Manfred, he was in third place. Nine percent of the vote. So uh, the most commonly, most common uh, named hero is Catacross. Mm. There's four Croaks. There's three Broads, and there's two Manfreds. So they're all represented. There's no. No curveballs there, but cut across kind of copy paste lists for OBR, it looks like, to be honest. <laughs> um, I guess we'll, yeah, we'll come on to that later. And the last two questions what, what are there more of at Tempest 2023? And I gave the options Blood Sisters, Necropolis Stalkers, Squigs, or Stonehorns. Twitter, Twitter, maybe quite predictably went, well, 35%, well, just over a third, went for Stalkers. They've definitely seen a comeback. Um, Squigs, 33%, just bang on a third of the vote. Stonehorns, 21%, and only a few folk thought Blood Sisters, uh, 10%. So let me get my numbers up here. Dun, dun, dun. Hopefully I've added it up right, but there are, I think there's only five Blood Sisters uh, in one, one Daughters of Cain list. Good old John Harper. Um, there are nine necropolis stalkers so not very many all in one same list i think um there's zero squigs dun, dun, dun. they've all seemed to vanished from from gets players well, gets players have vanished <laughs> and the yeah, single gets player at um yeah. the single gets player at tempest taking trolls instead so <laughs> and uh stonehorns there are 11 stonehorns so um that's that's generic stonehorns and hero stonehorns so Stonehorns are the most common. There we go. We love you, Scottish anyways. Yeah. Last question. What are there more of a Tempest? And this is a kind of battle line uh, model. You know, what's the most common model almost? So option A, I added together skeletons and skinks. Option B, zombies. Option C, blissbarb archers. And option D, crypt ghouls. So all these are still pretty prevalent. Um, Twitter, of course, thought zombies 60%, then about equal with the skeletons and the ghouls. 
and nobody thought this about Barchers. There's actually quite a lot of them in the two lists. So, yeah, it's not a difficult question, this one. Zombies win by a mile. There's 180 zombies spread across. What's that? Four, what did I say? Four lists? Three lists of Grey Lords. So zombie spam still there. Skeletons and skinks, there's 50 of each, so 100 in total. Um, there's 77 Bliss Barbarchers, of course, being a weird Slanesh number. Um, and 70 ghouls, albeit all in the one list. Um, so ghouls seem to be the next big thing for, for Feck. I've not really paid attention to the, to the slightly revised Feck, but they did get a wee tweak in the last book, I think. So all about the gash. All about the gash. It, okay, it is, it is 70 ghouls and the gash in, in that list. So. <laughs> so there we go. That was the wee, that was wee fun questions um, chucked up. So, so there we go. Hopefully that built a wee bit of hype for it. Uh, it was awesome. I think it's always good the way you get everyone involved with it, and uh, it's always fun to try and guess what the the meta is going to be before you release it. So I did enjoy, <laughs> I did enjoy clicking through and guessing prevalent in that GHB I hadn't even played yet. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Love is the overcompensating for the uh, the emotional damage rather than the numbers. You know, this everyone's like, there's going to be infinity death there because it's just you know two zombie lists is two zombie lists too many. <laughs> Self-flagellation. Yeah. yeah. Some, sometimes Scottish AOS follows the kind of follows the path. Sometimes it just goes completely off piste. <laughs> and uh, this 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 tempest is probably more option B. Um, and I actually I was thinking about it, and you know I think everyone everyone has a bit of burnout. But there's only two of the of, of the of your of your world's team that are actually at Tempest. So six six of the filthy buggers, you could say, are not at Tempest. Well, it's only seven if you include you, JP. They're all <laughs> washed up, I think, is the issue. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Definitely relate to that. That's what kind of put me out of action for a bit. So, so maybe that's where there's a little bit of a, the soft underbellies coming coming up here. Oh, um, I, I don't think it's the soft <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Slightly think, dirty uh, underbelly. I think uh, it's the gross, disgusting underbelly of Scotland that you're seeing now. <laughs> the less common. So, yeah. So, should we go into the list a bit more detail then? Pick a few. How uh, do you? How do you want us to do this? Um, I guess we can go. We'll go around the houses and uh, just pick one each, and then we'll go around and, and keep going until we kind of run out of juice. <laughs> yeah, what we can do two each, two each around the houses twice. Yeah, and if anyone else wants to chuck in one or two after that, feel free. Um, so should we start with you, Andy? Okay. What's what's caught you, right? So first of all, I'm going to do this. I want to do an on the fly review. So I want you to say stop as I un unlock my mouse wheel and I'll <laughs> scroll through the PDF. <laughs> and then what I'll do is I'll give you a live live uh, review of whatever list it stops on. Right. So on, on, hang on, on, hang on. This sounds like an, an excuse for not reading the list. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. How how dare you besmirch my good name? I have done prep. Like right. He's also prepped his mouse wheel scrolling. He, you think, you know, the audience thinks this is random, but Andy's been practicing this. Psychological, <laughs> psychologically primed us to stop him at the list he's already prepped for. So, <laughs> Twelve so words I've said tonight have actually prepped you to say stop exactly when I want. <laughs> You've right, got so four, on four three, copies of the same list, haven't you? <laughs> so on three, I want you to, I want you to shout. Or after on, on three, shots, on three <laughs> the psychological stop. priming continues. I'll count down to three, and then you can say stop in a relative period after that. But don't do it this. So do you do it. You say stop. Okay. One, two, three. All right, go on. 
Yeah. So right, who have we stopped on? It's Ian Howlett with his corn slaughter host, the Bale for Lords. Ooh. So we've got one, two bloodthirsters, we've got a slaughter priest, Scar, a bloodmaster, one, two, three te- units of ten blood reavers, fifteen flesh hounds and three units of five. And it's got the skulls and the rathax. So what do I know about this list? So corn, absolute shenanigans. That's all I can remember from <laughs> from worlds where just when you think you've got them pinned in, they drop some nonsense. And I'm going to guess that in the current meta where magic is just everywhere, that corn must be having an absolute field day. Um, the skulls is that the one where if you roll uh, an eight, you're taking yeah. d6 models. Yeah, very upsetting. And it's automatically dispelled as well. And yes, well, there's something that I don't know. Yeah, there's something where the spell or <clears throat> one of them you forget the spell and everybody within 12 inches of that caster, every other caster takes mortals as well. So Isn't it, I think it's everyone within range of the skulls. So it's like Isn't some it? huge, I might, yeah. it's some absolutely yeah. extremely upsetting radius around the skulls. If I remember yeah, they're, correctly. They're, they're strong, though, especially at the moment. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think corn. Straight away, I mean, it's he's got bodies, he's got enough uh, bodies to get around the table. What's his grand strategy? Overshadow. Yeah, so that's uh, have um, more battle line than your opponent, or wipe out your opponents and have one left or something like that. It's kill kill opponents battle line, I think. Yeah, you have to yeah. have one left at least, though. Is I it from your starting list, or does it just, just say battle line? It's starting, which is why I took it over pillars because. Um, Pillars isn't starting, so people can summon in um, to overcome the Pillars one. Oh, do you, do you know what? I've missed, missed out a key part of the list. There's Scarbrand just hiding. I was going to say, I just <laughs> hiding in there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, Bloodthuster, Bloodthuster. And then you just see him like hiding as if he's like a piece of equipment for the other Bloodthuster. So, no, I, <laughs> I, think, uh, I think this is uh, in the current meta where magic is ruling. This is going to have a, a field day. Uh, whether it be rolling sixes to ignore, whether it be the, the skull the skulls popping off. Um, Brad draw just one blackout, right? With corn, I think. So. Yeah, so it's a 12 yeah. drop, which is, you know, so he's he's never going to be picking um, if he's going to go first or second, but I'm guessing that he's done a lot of practice into that and he knows how to deploy screening out and he's got plenty of screeners and corn just love to have the screens lifted off for all those um, blood tithe points, yeah. so. Yeah, he's got that agraph there, the King of Blames. You'd love that when you're Nurgle days. That's the one where if if you're within six inches of him, uh, you can't make ward saves. Disgusting. Yeah, one slot. It's not fun, especially when you can roll fives like I can. Scarbrand's not quite as crazy as he used to be. Is he? Did they chip off the edges of that? Is he not more survivable? Is he? As well, I feel like he. You know, obviously you're not buffing off in terms of extra attacks and and all that kind of stuff, but I I, I seem to remember that he he still he still pops off like yeah, like, yeah. and for 380 <laughs> points as well. It's not as if he's expensive. Excellent. And if you and if you choose to ignore Scarbrand as the other two bloodthirsters to worry about. Yeah. So no, a fun list. I think uh, a great time will be had. Yeah, what's interesting, Ian. So I played him at. Uh, onslaught for the first time actually which was cool uh, he's, he had his more tribes which was really just some stone horns and, and kragnos so kind of the opposite end of this list uh, in terms of moving parts and stuff and, and he 
previously. I've known him. He just seemed. I thought he, he ran mostly Megagar against a lot as well. So this this is. I don't know if it's the first time he's used Corn at a tournament or not, but definitely we changed direction for Ian. So that's it's, cool. it's one of those lists where every time I look at it, something else jumps out. You know, there's like um, the, the prayers, and then it, it tickles your brain to remember that, that, that it does something that you just won't like. Yeah. Um, Scarblood Wrath, I see the one that just keeps coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can have a bad time with that as well. So, yeah, look, it's it's a good, it's a, it's a well uh, constructed list. It's very right, damaging right, to, right the into the meta. to play against Corn, I find. It's just, you're just like, oh my God, they've got so much, just so many shenanigans. They do stuff in your turn, you know, your private time. They're just all up in your business. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a, it's a whole thing playing against corn in my experience. So. The day you dropped my meditation time. <laughs> yeah, awesome. See, Good that stuff. Worked. That worked really well. It did work. He's yeah. all doubted it, but. <laughs> Over Amazing. to back to you, Scott. Okay, let's go. Who's going to go next? JP. Let's go sure. to you. What you? What, what caught you right in the last? 30 seconds as you open the document. The hey, I looked at all of I saw I literally also saw the bottom of the list and I, I was like, oh, there's a couple Stormcast lists right at the bottom. I was like, those aren't going to be my favorite because they're order armies. And then Stu was like, oh, I'm bringing Stormcast. I was like, oh, whatever. Um, so uh, for my pick, I'm going to pick Gary Marshall's Nurgle. One, because it was just refreshing scrolling through, you know, I think, you know, a lot of these OBRs, Old Light, Sands, Maw Tribes, all these armies that used to be so cool and hipster and are now super popular. Um, and it's just good to see that Gary's still just, you know, he's got this awesome looking Nurgle army for people who haven't seen this. Beautiful painted, beautiful painted. He's got no, uh, uh, no wizards in his list because he's, you know, he's not, he's, he's not chasing the meta. So he gets the, uh, the Nullstone Pebble, the special adornment for not bringing wizards. He's got the wizard finders of Antor, so he gets extra attacks against, against wizards when he does fight them. He's got the Blight Kings. He's got the two Cockatrices, which is kind of cool. And I bet he's got some cool models for those. Um, and yeah, I just think it's it's like a refreshing, wholesome, you know, does does what it says on the tin. It's still got some tricks. It's got overpowering stench in it, which is where you, I'm pretty sure you can't use command abilities within seven inches, which often catches people out. So I'm like, yeah, that's just a cool, cool list. I like that he's sticking to, you know, his sort of main as a faction. Just think it's dope. Old school, and I think it's gonna. It's still got some tricks and tips and tricks to catch people out. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. A couple, couple of single cockatrices there. But, um, I don't know if that's uh, is that that seems like a slightly uh, filthy twist there. Yeah, a little bit. Um, ten Rotmar Creed again. There could be more of them. They were spammed about uh, sort of six, eight months ago, twelve months ago. Um, it's just a wee, a wee sampler, a wee sampler of various things. So yeah, very cool. And it's Nurgle, so it's always cool. In my book. Agreed. Good stuff. So that's uh, yeah, and he's got yeah, like you said, the Wizard Finders of Andor. That's that's one of the new formations and a, a cheeky wee Nullstone. In fact, both those lists had, had the wee Nullstone adornment, which I had to um, read that page properly over the last few days. <laughs> Understand how that worked. <laughs> so that's cool. Right, Stu, what do you think? Right. So because uh, obviously um, Nathan and Matt have done the commentary on every list, we're just picking uh, two or three. So I've uh, stuck to things that I I really like the look of. So apologies if I haven't picked your list out. Uh, But first up, I'm going with Andrew and his Fire Slayers. 
So just because I know what it does, <laughs> because uh, I've had a bit of time playing them recently. So it's Vorstag, which is really good because your uh, your we um, Volkites are going to get plus one to hit and wound on the charge. Um, if you haven't got a priest, you're not going to be able to uh, stop this Grand Strat because he's got the good old Master of the Forge, um, where he just needs to have a, an incantation, whatever they're called, the uh, invocations they're called, aren't they, on the table. Um, so he's got the the the, the Rune Father on Magmadroth, first of all, the Cannonball build with Blood of the Berserker for the double activation. Uh, it, the three up ward and minus one to damage into it. So that that's an old reliable. That's going to take people by surprise still, and that that can that can kill a mega gargan in a in a double tap or probably in a gash um, if it's properly pumped up. Um, then you've got the room master who knows all the prayers. Um, it's also got curse for the sixes to explode, which is really good when you get it on something and then throw the little Volkites in with um, three attacks each uh, or more. Um, he's got the Battlesmith with an Ulcidian icon for the four up ignore spell. Two flame keepers to charge up as you kill his chaff so that it can make everything else more and more powerful as you do it. I love the Night Encanter for the auto unbind as well for getting rid of that clutch spell when you really think you need to do something. Um, then he's got, what, uh, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 Volkites, all with the paired hand axes. Um, so he'll be doing three attacks on the charge with each one, twos and twos. It's really not worth taking them in the big units anymore. So he's done it just right using the tens. Um, since we've lost the um, galley vets, that's what's pushed me away from fire slayers, to be honest. Um, I think the way I want to play them, uh, the base is being 32 with one inch range. It really limits them. So it's just not the way I want to be at the minute. And then he's got a nice um, three Aether Wings and six Griffounds, which I'm assuming are going to go for that surround um, battle tactic where you just run out to a flank um, turn one um, or whichever turn you want to do it to get that cheeky battle tactic, seen as though he's... Uh, He's going to be struggling for, um, well, I suppose he could he could backboard edge the Night Encanter to do a, a, I don't know, a Mystic Shield, but really you need that forward for the auto unbind. But yeah, it's a it's a great little one, um, good list. Um, yeah, I think uh, he knows what he's doing with it. I've played against him with his Fire Slayers, and it was only really a couple of rolls uh, and priority, to be honest, that. That meant that I took it, so I know he knows how to play this, and I'm sure he'll do well. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Looks well, looks well put together. I've not played against Andrew. This is Andrew Murchie we're talking about yeah. here. Um, I've not played against him yet, or either of the Murchies. To be uh, he's a great yeah. lad. It's really yeah. Nice. yeah. It looks well thought out, like you say. I mean, I didn't know half of this stuff to be honest. I've never got to grips with fire slayers. <laughs> they, they all look the same still, and all the lists. Kind of. <laughs> it's really nice. Still don't know what it does. <laughs> yeah, it'll be just throwing stuff in, and even the throwaway unit's going to do some work. And then if they're dying within range of the flame keepers, they'll be ticking up quite quite swiftly. And then he'll be uh, burning that uh, counter charge and things like that. It's it's nice. Mm. Um, fights on death, he can fight first. Um, it's all sorts of stuff, and he's got enough layers uh, to screen with and to counter charge. So yeah, I think he'll do good. 
So you, you mentioned that kind of crazy magma draft general. Yeah. You, you said double tap, so he can fight twice, can he? Or are you saying yeah, fight on death? So after he's fought the first time, um, you can choose to activate the Blood of the Berserker command trait and go again. Mm. You do get fights last, but it's quite a good one because you can use it either to hit something big and kill it. Because he pops the three plus ward as well the same turn, um, he's quite resilient. You'll still be there. So you're hitting him back, and plus anything that you do put through bounces mortal wounds back to you because he bleeds on you. Um, they're, they're quite chunky nowadays, so is you're unlikely to push through enough wounds with that three plus ward. Um, and then he gets to activate again on fights last. There is a prayer to make him fight on top step that's really easy to get off. Um, so he can either go into something big or he goes into one thing and you just keep him um, just out with three. And then you activate him and pile into three because he's made a charge. Ah, yeah. He'd still do that. So you get the extra three inch pile. He's got a good reach on those attacks. And then he gets to hit the second thing. So he can either kill two half reasonable elite units or he'll smash one big key piece. So, yeah, it's good and it's fast. Nice. Um, yeah, it can have it on all the rend. It'll be rend four, rend three on most of the attacks if he pops the rend rune. Um, yeah. It's good. It's good. Reliable build. Nasty, nasty. 100, 160 wounds in that list as well. It's not, yeah, not, it's not, not easy. Yeah. 13 drops, another, another high drop list, but yeah, plenty of teeth. Yeah. Good stuff. Right. Well, I'll pick my first one. I'm going to keep things simple. I'm going to scroll right down at the bottom here. And it's uh, Mr. Sean McKechnie. I'm going to go for Let's go for one of the five um, Sons of Behemoth lists. And probably one of the most uncommonly ones, I would say. I've not seen this many um, <laughs> man crushers in a in a list before. So he's got <laughs> he's got Stomper Tribe, um, Grand Strategy on the Warpath, which I'm guessing is a, a Sons of Behemoth one. I'm not fully up to speed with them yet, but uh, War Stomper General being a Stomper Tribe, um, he's got Club of the First Oak, which. Uh, Actually, I remember what that does off the top of my head. I'll need to quickly get the book out. Um, but, the, but the main reason I was picking it was uh, beyond that, he's just got one Mega Gargant. So he's, he's then got three units of three Mind Crushers and then two single Mind Crushers. So 11 in total. Which I, I've definitely never seen 11 on the table before. <laughs> um, and he's got the, uh, the three threes plus the general in the Foot Sluggers uh, formation, which. Tell you what, let me grab a professional juices on that one. Um, three drops, 167 wounds, so again, plenty of wounds. Um, but yeah, 11, 11 little baby gargons. I've not seen that before. Anybody else <laughs> played against them? What was the artifact they had? Artifact Club of the First Oak. So, washed up only in your first hero phase, you can heal one wound, I'll keep it to the bearer. In addition, while the beta has 25 or more wounds, they've got a five-up ward save. Oh, that's, that's useful for that then. And of course, the War Stomper, the, the Stomper tribe, in fact, well, most of them, they actually all buff them. The little gargons a lot more these days, don't they? So, um, Stomper tribe, you can, uh, you can one of the attacks of their throwing rocks. There's a command ability. So that could be a lot of rocks coming somebody's way, actually. It's more of the command abilities here. So one command point means you can buff every single man crusher gargon. Oh yes, that is nice. Oh yes, I see that now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm 
Yeah, that sounds nasty. Foot sluggers, let's get on to that. Foot sluggers, here we go. So you get uh, one drop deployment. What's he going for? He's not specified it actually, but he's three drops. So yeah, he's going one drop. So he's got um, all the Mount Crushers and the Stomper and then two singles uh, to make it three drops. So, so yeah, it's still pretty threatening. Three drops isn't, isn't too bad. Um, but we'll see how he's doing. He said, uh, I did notice on uh, on Twitter today that he hasn't painted a lot of them yet. So we'll see how he gets <laughs> on. But yeah, by Saturday morning, he probably turn up with three hours sleep. I I leave on Wednesday, Sean. So if you need me to bring you any, <laughs> yeah, I haven't got any of them painted. So uh, he's, he's got nothing from me. He's got no mercy from me. Um, Cool. So that's that's uh, yeah, not much to say about this about this this list um, of them. It's, it's pretty cool. But yeah, it's got some nasty elements to it. We're definitely seeing a rise in in Sons of Behemoth lists again. I think um, certainly hear folk talking about them a bit more, maybe with a maybe with a teams angle or or even just in singles. I don't know. But good to see them back after the kind of slump over the last year, I guess. But I'm certainly going to get mine back at the table. I think so. Good stuff, right? Let's go back to you, Andy. You're going to get your magic wheel of fortune no, again. Oh, no, that's that. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I did have one up my sleeve that I did want to talk about. <laughs> um, and do you know, it reminds me, Stu, of a list that you used to push about. Oh, yeah. Minus uh, that stupid snake thing that you used to have. Oh, the Dreadmaw. The Dreadmaw. Double Dreadmaw. So, Double so, Dreadmaw. Uh, so, Martin Johnson, and he's got the meat fist, but it's got. Yeah. Was it 24, 28, 32 foot slogging ogres? So yes. four units of six, a unit of four iron guts, and then a unit of eight iron guts. Um, and it's a two drop list. So he's got two tyrants and then all those foot sloggers. So um, I hope whoever he plays has got enough damage to get through that because even like two units of six and like half a unit of those iron guts will chew through armies. Yeah. Um, That's those iron guts are absolutely mental and the new war scroll dropped their points as well didn't they so that you'll, you get four iron guts for 240 points now um what are they damage three rent two three inch reach yeah three inch reach they do slap and they do the models when they charge right yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah and they're all what movement 10 eight something <laughs> with the movement 500 well, yeah, like eight everything else in AOS. they're, they're, a, standard, they're a standard six but they're hungry to get them up to the eight yeah can win the masters with them i should really know the rules but um <laughs> just i'm just pulling up the war scroll just now um i didn't use meat fist so what does meat fist do again so let's have a quick quick look then uh while my internet decides to catch up got a feeling that meat fist is here we go is it the extra meat fist yeah so one add one to each roll made for the trampling charge they're going to be doing yeah, portals yeah. enough four up yeah i think so yeah so mm. it's a hell of a lot of models coming in uh, is, there's nothing they don't get something that already buffs them do they is it not only sixes for the foot guys fours for yeah the... no because i think it's fours if you uh if you've got six More, on is yeah it? oh of course it, it goes up doesn't it yeah 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 it yeah. might not be six or more it might be eight or more but because so it's add one to each row if you it's got three or more models. So that takes it to fives. Oh, and then oh, he's doing it on fours. Oh, yeah. beautiful. There's uh, a stone horn just coming out. Yeah, I love it. The, the tyrants. So one of the tyrants has got killer reputation. 
So he hasn't picked a death name for his other tyrant, so I do think he gets to pick it when he puts it down the table, but I imagine he'll make him a monster. Yeah, just, they just send them all in. Yeah, yeah. They'll be doing the impact hits on threes. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> so, that, and it's a two drop, which is also quite nice. Um, I can see that catching folk out. Um, is it the polished Nostrum Pebble? Is that the one we get to go again and again and again for the spells? Yeah. 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 That's, that's just a really efficient if you get if you're, if you're rolling well it's, it's going to do something for you so I, I do see that doing a hell of a lot of damage and it'll catch folk out um because what are the, the wood gluttons are minus one to wound and shooting so all these bliss barb units that are shooting them are going to struggle yeah. to get um you know a considerable amount of damage through and they're going to be in your face very quickly yeah so they're good yeah they are good it's going to be and the counters uh three models each or something don't they Two for each of the ogres and five, five for the tyrants. Oh, okay. Just reminding myself. Yeah, it's two, two for each ogre, five for a hero that's not a monster, and any monsters are ten. Oh, nice. So yeah, have fun with that. That'll be a fun army to push about, and I bet <laughs> it looks absolutely cracking on the table. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and they've changed the coherency rules as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, he, yeah. Can, he, can, he can string out the sixes now, so he's, yeah. he's not only constrained by having to have sixes in two ranks. So no, yeah, that's going to have because you'd be able to string it out a unit of six as a screen, but still have always punch. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I really like that. I may have to actually pull that out my pull out the cupboard and use it. Yeah. yeah. So, good luck, Martin. Have fun. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Lots of wounds in that one as well. That's, that's a common theme over these lists we've picked. Yeah. They're all 150 plus. So. Yeah. <laughs> 160. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, JP. Yeah, good segue there, actually, because I'm going on to the uh, 204 effective wound list um, <laughs> from uh, Joe Taylor, his uh, Disciples of Zinch. So, I like this list. Again, uh, I guess it's another sort of low low representation uh, list little hipster mm. choice but uh so he's zinch he's host arcanum which allows you some automatic dispel so you get an automatic unbind in turns one three and five i believe um and so that's obviously pretty good in the meta of primal dice right i mean obviously people can get the like super primal super cast or whatever it is but you know even if they've rolled a 18 you can be like shant um he's gone for he's taken Horfrost twice. Um Horfrost is really you know, buffs horrors, Horfrost basically good on anything. I'm a little surprised maybe that one of those isn't Blizzard, uh, which is you know all, all over the place obviously to cast, but Horfrost is really good, so maybe he's just doubling up. And then he's just got the three units of ten horrors, which are gonna split on objectives, some Kyrates, Kyric Acolytes, some Zangors, um He's got the Cursling, who has you know from, from various uh, shenanigans with the uh, anti-magic stuff as well. Um, and yeah, it's just a cool list. I've always liked uh, the sort of lots of little shitty units that aren't very good at fighting themselves sort of lists, like in Death and with Horrors. And now that Zinch is not like oppressively good in the meta, it I'm like cool. Uh, now I think it's cool again to see it uh, running around on the table. So. How and are we surprised that Zinch aren't flying higher? And what is a very bad thing is, meta? no one, I swear, no one just people just don't play Zinch, like, like, 
there are people who like playing Zinch and they play them no matter what. I think Zinch is just always good. And it just depends if people are like, you know, if the lower back is still holding up from moving around Blue Horrors for three hours, right? Like, I just, I think they're an army that's always been like 5-0 capable and just some people just are like, well, I could, you know, I could play Zinch and, you know, every turn, like calculating pile-ins and tagging people and staying in auras, or I could play like something else that actually gets to kill units or stuff like that. So it's, but I think that's why it's not popular, but I'd expect it to do well in, as you say, in the magic meta. Yeah, Primal Cast. Primal Casting's got to be leaning heavily. How does that work with Destiny? I don't think you can use it. I don't think you can do use it with Destiny Dice or with um the other thing. Or like or with the the matching dice, Master of Magic. Mm-hmm. Um which is a bit sad. But uh you can obviously use it, you know, you can use it for one spell and then use the other one for the other spell and and do it like that. So oh, that's awesome. Good stuff, right? Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Stu, have you got a Yeah, one? I do. I have a couple. Um, I've got um, next up for me is Jamie McHugh with his Grave Lords. So he's gone Legion of Blood, um, which uh, I always like a bit of Legion of Blood. I've played these recently, and Vampire Lords on Zombie Dragon in Legion of Blood are absolutely bonkers now. Um, but he's not taken Neff, he's taken Manfred, which, you know, I like Manfred. Um, I think new Manfred, I don't like as much. I find that is always strikes first um, on the charge, because he gets to do his janky charge now. If you move within range of him, he can charge, um, which is great, because he can do a bit of damage. But the problem with him in is he goes first, and now they've changed the hunger um so it's immediately after you've activated so you ha- you tend to have a full strength man for firing in hitting something wasting his heal and then getting absolutely mauled by whatever's gone in what if he doesn't kill it so i'm not 100 percent won over by manfred yet um in this new book uh then he's got his his necromancer um the amulet of screams is that I have not got my book with me. I'm thinking that that's one of these where um, if a, if something is cast and not unbound, the caster takes mortal wounds or something. It might be that one. Um, I'm just making it up as I go along, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, then he's taken a Horfrost on him, which is obviously the one to, to buff, um, the to hit wound or, or rend. Then he's got the, the reason he's taken blood, I think. Um, so the Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon is going to be plus one to cast um, Unbind or um, Dispel if it's not in combat. And if it is in combat, it's uh, it's going to be plus one attack, which is just amazing. Which is why Neff's so good, because she's a vampire as well. It's things with it's heroes with a vampire keyword. Um, nice. And he's got Cloak of Mist and Shadows, so he's got a three-up unrendable, um, which is why I find as well Neff going in with you, you've got two unrendable, which is really good. But you know Manfred's a Manfred's a glorious man, so I can see why he's took him. Um, then I don't know what fetid miasma is. Um, I'm assuming that's some kind of a, a debuff for uh, for hitting him or something. I, sh- I should have my book. I should find out. I'll find out for you. Um, I don't know what I took. 
I probably I took Legion of Blood the other day and there was a, an auto take that I chose. Um, in fact, I didn't even see that there were mount traits. I thought that there weren't mount traits anymore, but maybe there are. Maybe I've just missed it. Um, then we've got Vile Transference, which is great. Um, you roll a dice for every wound. Um, so if you do it on a Mega Gargant, you're rolling 35 dice. If you if you cast it on a nine up on a four up, it takes a mortal wound and you heal, which is just an amazing spell. Uh, he's got a Vampire Lord with Blizzard, uh, 60 zombies, 20 skellies. Um, then he's got some more zombies, another 20 and some Felbats. Felbats are great for either going wide or for soaking up that Unleash Hell. Um, and we all know what the the tar pit that is the, the zombies and things does. He's got Geminids, which I think is good now. Uh, so, yeah, I think, and he knows what he's doing. He's been playing this, pushing this around for ages. So it's great. Uh, Manfred and that Vampire Lord are going to just do so much damage. And the Vampire Lord's going to be so difficult to kill. But what does Fetid Miasma do? Did you... Find out. Struggle on. Struggle on to find out. Uh, I, I didn't know that they still had them. I think that might be a hang up from War Scroll Builder. I do wonder if War Scroll Builder is if it's a hangover. Mm. I might just be totally wrong though. No. So. Don't think you are. I think uh, it might be one of those classic. Ones where you do a wash from over and see that you can pick a trait and you think, oh, I'll have that. But on the app, you can't take them anymore. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, there you go. It might be a wash scroll builder thing because it's not 100% up to date. I know that from putting my own list in because uh, yeah, you have to manually point. enter all the commands. Yeah. So, Fetid Miasma used to let you reroll the d6 for the damage for Pestilent Breath. Oh, okay. But now it just does a flat three. Yeah. So it doesn't make a difference anyway. Yeah. So there you go. So it's just taking it one and three. Yeah. There's no traits in the new book, is there? No. No, there isn't. So the new um, the new breath is great, actually, because you do D6 attacks. It's only rend one, but it flat three damage. So you can really put some damage out with that. There's none of that roll over the number in the unit anymore crap that there used to be either. Oh, yeah, it's a nice touch. Lovely. Cool. Good stuff here. Yeah, sorry, I'm just looking through the book here. <laughs> right, yeah, I've got that changed. Good stuff. Um, glad we chose that one. Sorry, um, Jamie. <laughs> didn't manage to... I didn't mean to name and shame there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. I'll buy you a pint, mate. <laughs> cool. Right, so it's back to me, isn't it? So let's see. I'm going to go, again, something fairly simple, but, but definitely got teeth. I'm going to go for the very first list in the document here, alphabetically, Mr. Adam Turner. Oof. Again, it's an ogre, more tribes list, but this one's a boulder head. Um, and it's got three war scrolls in it. So he's got his ice brow hunter as a general, command trait, voice of the avalanche, and he's got the arcane tome. Um, and then he's got one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five Stonehorn Beast Riders, all with blood vultures. 
and a single cheeky iron blaster. Uh, everything's in a battle regiment, so it's one drop. It's uh, <laughs> it's stuff so well, don't it? <laughs> there's, there's 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 filth in here. Um, I'm sure there is. So I'm, I'm guessing the hunter is probably some uh, some nasty tech in here. Oh yeah, can... because he's he's taken the um what's the command what's the grand strat? And, uh, Spellcasting savant. So he has to be alive at the end of the game. So he'll just bring him on on the fourth turn yeah. in a corner <laughs> out of the way. So he can't kill him. And it's just yeah. on Grand Strat. That's the only reason it's took him. Just to get his Grand Strat. And then he's got a wall yeah, yeah. of stone horns running out, yeah. And uh, he has come on the board. He can still use command abilities because his command tree lets him do it anywhere on the board. Yeah. he's. He, I think uh, he'll keep him off the board, though, unless he's... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is and it's just no free, but he knows his stuff. I, I, I've got him down as probably one of my picks is definitely got him down for podium and depending yeah. what he gets i mean he's that is just terrifying I've, I've fought against versions of this list with him before and first of all <laughs> i can't beat adam because i just fall apart whenever i play him but <laughs> secondly it's just terrifying i mean you might kill a couple of those stone arms through the course of the game um but there's loads of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> Five of them. It's only 86, 86 wounds, but of course, there's the five up in there. Yeah. It's the blood, blood vultures. Just oh, yeah. yeah. Vultures. yeah. What's that? Five, five D3, is it? Five anywhere on the board. Two no, plus. Five single wounds now. Single five. wounds, is it? Yeah, on a two plus anywhere on the board. Yeah. It but it's killing because it's not. It's all business. the targeting rules as well. Because it's yeah. ability, not a yeah. uh, range. Another attack. So your Andorian locusts are just going to get a loci. Are just going to get picked off like they're just going to be eaten it's really good it's 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 terrifying the, the new stone horn uh, monstrous reaction as well it's just hilarious where they go flying over the top of your lines 3d6 yeah for a monstrous action a 3d6 move doing mortal wounds for everything the pile over it's counts as flying yeah it was it's hilarious it's honestly one of the best things and also the most ridiculous things to be added <laughs> I know, but yeah, yeah you you'll see him. You'll see him around about the top tables. You'll see oh, him conducting. He, he always is. He's always, he's always top row. D two. Oh, so. definitely. He's number well, one. That, uh, that nice screen you've got there. Shame if uh, this stone arm could <laughs> six over it. <laughs> he's, uh, acting up. Number one in the Scottish rankings right now. He's top. Oh, oh yeah, he's top. Dog. Yeah. So, like. Big uh, expectations, but I think he's got the list that's going to do yeah. some bad things. Yeah, yeah. One of these days we'll convince him to play for us. You know, <laughs> not this day. <laughs> Good stuff, right? So that's, we've done two each. I, I, I don't know if anyone's got anything else they want to pick out particularly, but I think we need to give I've a nod. One. I've got so, one up because I picked three. Okay, go for it. It's um, not it, what I'm thinking. It's, we'll, it's we'll Lewis. Uh, Lewis Mitchell's um, uh, Mega Mob. So uh, I had to I had to give this a, a shout out because um, it's drugs and I do like <laughs> drug. So um, he's got Chasing the Moon and he's got a drug boss there with Alpha Drug with his glowy house it that's better nowadays. He's got a he's got I just love the fungoid cage shaman with Merciless Blizzard and <laughs> Scragrot. So Scragwat is just going to yeet this guy up the table. He's going to hand gawk him up the table, and then he's going to blizzard something off his tiny little 100-point uh, hero. 
Mm-hmm. And he's also got that snap of sneak snap of sneaky stealing as well for uh not only is he gonna kill your most powerful thing, he's gonna turn off somebody else's artifacts. He's uh he's got like the um Fellwaters, just three, three rock guts, another three rock guts, six rock guts. That's gonna do a bit of work. Then he's got a pair of Dankolds, which are pretty filthy now. Um I think they can do a bit of work. And he's got the marsh crawler for the plus one to hit across the like 36 inch sort of three foot circle around across the uh, across his his territory. And then again, he's got the Geminids. Uh, Geminids are good. Um, and yeah, we want we all want to see the trogs do well. We do. We do. Fair play to him for bringing them. Good stuff. Three three drops. So. Yeah, not too bad. 115 wounds, but lots of trolls. So. Yeah, trolls they're, they're going to heal back really yeah. well. And unless you've got a monster to get over them and smash up the loon shrine, they're going to be coming back as well. So yeah, I like it. I just, I just want, I just want to hear the stories about this ongoing cave <laughs> game. And I'm a little disappointed he's not got a name on there. I'd have definitely been giving this guy some kind of character. <laughs> And it doesn't matter where you're finishing the tournament as so long as he's got some stories to tell. I'm sure we'll hear them. Okay. Lewis, Lewis likes to keep us all informed. It'll be, it'll be good stuff. Um, right. So I think we need to touch on, on cron spines. <laughs> there's, there's, there's six of the damn things here. <laughs> um, Stu, you've got one mm-hmm. in, in your Stormcast list. Grant, yeah. Grant's got one in his sort of Frost Lord. Yeah. Um, and Mornfang list. There's there's one in each list somewhere, but there's lots of Seraphon slash Cron Spine lists. Uh, I want to say three, four maybe. Um, what's what's that all about? Give us give us some enlightenment on that uh, team. Uh, well, I mean, it, they still do what they used to do. Um, certain armies that lack a bit of punch. Um, the great for. Uh, it fits into the battalion slot, which is the main thing for me. It's a behemoth, so mm, it can okay, just yeah. fall straight in there. Um, there's the shenanigans with rupture, so that you can rupture it yourself for um, uh, for a, a battle tactic. Um, so I know it's a 10 to cast, but your wizard's generally plus one if he's within range of it. If you've got him on arcane, he's plus two. Um, then you've got primal dice to burn. And you try to rupture it anyway, so if you don't roll enough, you just keep hitting them and hopefully get your primal miscast and kill yourself, and he's free anyway. <laughs> um, a lot of them, you can either use your um, endless spells to charge and power up. Um, so you, you cast your endless spell, you can rupture it, you can charge into it, and then use him to hold up key parts of the army, because he's not going to die for two turns. Um, or... You can, if you do manage to send him wild, you can charge your own units that you you get reroll runs and things, and you can run and charge him when he's wild. So you can charge your own unit if you're like with me. The way I'm, there you go. I'll tell everybody how to beat me as I usually do. Save me doing it at the table. <laughs> so you basically, um, like with my list, um, I've got steadfast march, so I can run and charge because I'll be within domination range of the um, incarnate, I can re-roll that run and uh, I can re-roll the charge. Uh, I've got my 
um, my battle mage for the plus two to run and charge on my fulminators. So my fulminators will run and charge turn one with rerolls and plus four basically to the movement. So if they get in and he's wild, he can then charge into them. You activate them first and pile out with three and then pile up, oh, pile. Um, so you just half inch from them and then he piles into the unit, keeping them over three so that you're not locked in combat with yourself. So there's a bit of tech there and you're using him basically to hold up what you want to. It's not easy to kill. He is if you built for him and certain units just rinse him like uh, wardens or something like that are just going to absolutely rinse him. But they still have to spend a couple of turns doing it. And if you can power him up anyway, it's going to do something that you can't really do normally without a named hero. That means that you can't be a one drop. Mm -hmm. That was my thinking anyway, but I think the other guys have probably got better knowledge than me. Well, so the, the three Seraphon players, so there's Richard McCory, Mark Roberts and Andy Pennington have all got Fangs of Sotek, they've all got Croak and a Slan, they've all bonded the Crone Spine to the Slan, they've all got two or three endless spells and uh, and and then other stuff, um, little little heroes and, and a bit of battle line. So it's, I guess they're not going to be sacrificing Slans pretty quickly, but... no. I guess it gives a bit of punch, doesn't it? Um, as well as all the mortals coming out of the, the slan and croak, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose if that can pin the opponent back and that you can't retreat from it, remember. So if it gets into a, the right place, it can hold up an army while you're blasting it from afar. Um, and I don't know how good they are now at casting, what the bonuses are for... I'm imagining they're going to be pretty good for slamming certain builds, so they might be able to get that rupture off without um, needing to kill themselves. Because it's a cast on a 10. So if you can get that off yourself, um, then it's wild, so it powers up and you can charge it into your own endless spells. And I'm not 100%, I'm not that familiar though with Seraphon, so I don't know. Interesting. Looking through the new handbook here. <laughs> Let's try <laughs> catch up on this. But uh, yeah, there's definitely a pattern there, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, well, Grant, Andy, and Mark are all um, farmhammer filth, filth mongers, so maybe they've just got their heads together and done something narrative. No, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe so it's the slant. The... Narrative. <laughs> <laughs> the, the slants have all got rupture, so they're all, they're all, they're all <laughs> thinking about that. Yeah, they've probably got their own pluses, and I think they get re-rolls and things, don't they? So I think I think that they'll be intentionally sending it wild and just hoofing it into you and then just yeah. blasting you from afar while you can't do anything. Yeah, if, you, yeah. if you get yourself bunched up, um, it might be able to pin half your army. Um, so, yeah, just be mindful. Yeah. Wide screen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, stand way beyond three inches of your screen back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that you're not pinned. Cool, right. So we've been through a good variety there. I think we've caught some of the flavours. Um, we talked about... Actually, we didn't talk about... Oh, no, we did. We talked about a lot of zombies, didn't we? Jimmy had a had a ton of them. Um, JJ's got a good few in his. So good luck to them playing all those models. Um, OBR, we didn't really touch on OBR. Maybe let me, and they're all... They're all null myriad lists. There's five of them. They've all got Catacross. Most of them have got Arcan. 
and then there's a mixture of um, either stalkers or immortus guard. It's just a very um, efficient list. It's um, yeah. If you're within nine inches of uh, arcana or your bone shaper, you're going to be on uh, two up ignoring spells. Um, spell heavy meta. Um, pretty much guarantees unless you're rolling a lot of ones to be in a good place. Obviously, Catacross doesn't get the benefit of that. So, but I, I, if your opponent's focused on Catacross, then the rest of your army is still doing what it does best. Catacross is just a force multiplier, really. So, that unit of six Immortus Guard that you see in pretty much every list is just unshiftable. Yeah, it's nutty. Are they just soaking up his wounds? Is that their, yeah, is that their role? Yeah, there's also the fact if you're, if you're hitting Catacross, they're taking the wounds on a two plus as well. Yeah, he brings them back pretty easily. So, is that a four plus you can bring a whole model back? So, yeah, um, it's efficient. And then obviously they've got all the command abilities as well. Got red five units doing three damage. Um, the Mortis Guard fight twice once per game. Is that the yeah, no, the Mortis Guard fight twice, yeah. twice once per game. So, uh, and again, another unit's benefiting from the change to the Cahenzi. Oh yes, absolutely. Right. Good stuff, right? That's that's been a good a good wee uh, sampler. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Nagash is probably worth a mention as well. Um, yeah, I know he's not in every list. He's finding his way into more and more. Probably it's just that extra. His new War Scrolls just really good. Um, he's still expensive, especially if you're taking the portals for the um the hand of dust over distance but the fact that he can uh he can now just bring a unit back at full strength i think it is for him on a three up is it not half is it full strength or is half strength i think his might be full strength i know morgon is full strength i might be i might be uh just don't have you got the thing that's just loading Good time. Half the models, three plus half oh, the models. Okay. But, but, yeah. I think some people are saying, is it still the thing where um, you get in your soul blight grave lords, bringing them back on a three plus if it's your movement phase? And he can bring them back. It doesn't say. Yeah, I don't think it's in the same so, one back. Yeah. So I think you can get both halves if you roll well. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's two three-up chances, basically. Um, you get the three-up at the end of the movement phase for half of it back, and then three-up from um, Gash as well, so you can get the whole thing back. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty good. Um, I think he's, he's a lot better than he was. I know he's lost his machine gun arcane bolt, but that was just a bit of a lazy one, and he died fast. He's actually a bit more resilient now because he just had his, his save, didn't he? And he had his, his ward save was only against mortals before, but now he's got a ward save. Yeah. It's everything, which makes a massive difference. Um so yeah, I think I think he's gonna he's gonna be visible more and more. Um and I think a few people nationally, like in terms of the wider UK have been getting some good results out of him, so I'd imagine we're we're just a little behind the wave, and he'll do well here for a while as well. Um, mm. 
Mm -hmm. Reckless with no tergeists, with no flares, with no crypt horrors. That's certainly a change. Yeah, JP, what do you think, JP, of the... um, I mean, it is pretty nuts that you can get basically a ghoul on Rend 3 with seven attacks or something stupid, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's nutty. It's like, I mean, I don't think it was entire... Like, it's one of those things where I think, you know, Morgant has never really existed. And then there's just sort of, you know, Google's been dropping in points. They got this the new little fancy scroll update. Nagash obviously got a glow up as well. And I think it's just sort of, as as often happens when we see these weird units come back, like, it's just sort of a confluence of... Uh, of all those things happening at once, but yeah, they're crazy. I had two ghoul. I had a unit of ghouls, buffed up unit of ghouls, um, charge two mega gargans and kill them both at the same time. So, oh god, it was against Nathan, though, so deserved. Oh, uh, that's fine. Um, I wonder. I mean, the fake book is due soonish. I wonder if things will change again or. That's. I, was, I, I think what I sort of assumed is that it was like. Like like with the beast flares, it was like, oh, that wasn't quite what we intended to happen, you know. And then, and, but it it was like preparing for something that might come with future feck updates or whatever. Yeah, it is looking pretty lonely on the shelf. It's the only second edition <laughs> white spined book now, isn't it? It's, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, but cities look at. Cities is well, I suppose cities is half out, isn't it? No, it's not out yet at all. Even the special set's not out yet. But okay, it's, it's been it's been leaked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, that probably gives us a nice rounded dip into Tempest. Um, there's lots more um, we've not talked about, I'm sure, but we'll get the doc- we'll get the document out and I'll get the lists out on. Well, BCP, I was going to say everyone can see it. They can't. We hate you, BCP. <laughs> That's why I made a PDF. It's all gone back to me now. Yeah. So <laughs> the PDF will be out soon. <laughs> yeah, release it tomorrow, and then uh, folk can listen to this, and it can whet their appetite. Yep, that's the plan. So hopefully we can get the last few um, uh, comments in tonight, and uh, or tomorrow morning, and I'll, and I'll get it. I'll get it out ASAP. It's, ready, so it's pretty much ready to go. So cool. that'll be cool. Right. So should we move on to a couple of questions? Let's do it. Right. I'm just going to read them out for you. So first of all. JJ says, will there be a weather table? Um, I'm assuming he means the Tempest. It's the wrong franchise, JJ. That's the wrong tournament. It is copyright protected. The narrative Tempest days have gone. <laughs> <clears throat> Although one of these battle plans pretty much has the old uh, one of my old thingies now, doesn't it? And where you're rolling a dice and it lifts the fog or whatever it is, the rolling. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's now enshrined <laughs> in a battle plan, so you know. Getting royalties for that too. I is that, the, is that the shooting one? Yeah, it's the one where you got a visibility over twelve inches. Oh yeah. Good. It is yeah, exactly they did that straight from Northern Invasion. It's straight out on my weather table. So yeah, I'm quite quite proud of that. Um, so why are Castellai vampires the the coolest? I'll put that to you, JP. Um, That's from Callum. I don't think they are. The old world vampires are the coolest. 
So. Yeah, I I like my Knight and Blood. Um, I don't really look much beyond those. I've I've started liking the Verkos ones a little bit more just because they've got some pretty nice characters that I I enjoy. Um, but I'm not a massive fan of Castle. Well, I've never really looked at them because that's <laughs> the way I play. I I know what I like, and I like what I know. That's from um, yeah, that's from Calum, isn't it? He loves his he loves his vampires. He does, and I think it's is it the Blood Knights and things Castellite, isn't it? Because I think isn't that what uh, DJ was playing for a while, and that's the one where they power up and things, don't they? If you um if they kill units, they they yeah. start more and more powerful. And I think yeah. So is he brought that? Has he? Has Callum brought the? He's Castle? brought he's brought Castellite, Vingorian Lord, Prince Fortry, very cool. Um, yeah. A vampire lord. Yeah. Five blood knights. Five blood knights. Eight Asgard. Asgard and true blades. Twenty skills. Twenty skills. They're pretty good. Those true blades. They uh they do do a bit of a job. Yeah. So yeah. Well, there you go, Callum. The jury's out. Uh, I'm not sure they are the coolest. Show us a tempest. There you go, Callum. Yeah, you show us. You can tell us. So we Lewis has a question. Based on what we've seen um, with Tempest, what armies typical competitive lists have deviated most from the previous GHB meta? So we'll start with you, Andy. What armies have deviated most? Sons of Behemoth? Yeah. Yeah. Last GHB, and now now they're uh, making a big uh, rampant return. Yeah. Probably. I see that's probably where I think the, the biggest shifts came. Yeah, they've definitely got a bit more play now, haven't they? I I guess um in, in all honesty, I need to play more games to understand why they're seeing a resurgency. Um I still think there's enough damage out there for them to be troubles. Probably you know, a lot of the scenarios are perhaps playing back into their hands. Um so they still have that rule where tactics. they can just they can just turn off they can score however they want on battle plans. Yeah. Well, so that, oh, no, they don't. Mm, that no, got changed. No, they don't. Right? It just counts as 35 models. Yeah, So because they used to have that really weird rule, right, which was like, yeah. you don't have to play the battle plan if you don't want to or whatever. Yeah, but I think, I don't think that any of them in this GHB have okay. battle plans where you have to specifically be like battle line or yeah sure like you do. yeah i think it's been written out basically um yeah i think that they've got more battle tactics they can score now the ones in their book are just shite though if we're honest they're terrible they're all reliable. Yeah. you're rolling dice there's nothing that's reliable there it's like man skittles and things like that where you've got a roll of thing and then you've got a roll and you've got to hit something else then you've got to kill something and it's just like you know what? What's like? Where's the canary one where you just come out of the sky and shoot? <laughs> it's just like yeah. it's ridiculous. So I guess uh, the, the GHB battle tactics they must be very scorable for them. Yeah, well, some of them. I don't know. I don't know if they are because half of them are to do with Andorian locusts, aren't they? So you've only yeah, got four well, non-Andorian well, ones. Well, there are a couple. You've got the have more outside your territory than in. That's an auto on quite a lot of them because you just have to move a couple of mm-hmm. gargans forward. Yeah. So then you have, have all your gargans killed. You have to go wide on the flanks, which they can score. Um, there's the uh, 
there are a couple. Um, reprisal, which is in there, but you have to lose your general for that, which is never a good one, I don't suppose. <laughs> the one with, with the board edges, I mean, unless you are playing like five million man crushers, which is very sad. Yeah, like, how do you do? How do you do? Your whole army is just not on objectives at that point, right? Like, no, but I suppose they can just go on and score. Um, yeah, I think they're better. They're better than they were. It's also possible that just you know, as we see the rise in you know, armies get really, really strong, and then a bunch of stuff gets nerfed. And then, you know, then some, maybe it's easier for a Gargan to not die in a turn, you know? Mm. I, I definitely intentionally didn't pick a magic-focused army. Um, you know, I was considering Lumineth. I was considering um, Hollow Heart. Um, and I just thought, I, I just don't want to be relying on magic. It's, yes, yeah, it's depressing magic. Um, so I think... It's gonna. It's it's like all being shaken at the minute, and we're gonna see where things land and it settles. Cause I don't know if you've got your your con against your null myriad, and one of your big things is being anti magic, and then you you're in a singles tournament and you're going into other anti magic. Yeah. It, it kind of just I don't know. You're just down a bit, aren't you? You've invested quite. <laughs> well, you. Yeah. Yeah. Your points into being anti-magic, and then suddenly you're not even against anything that's relying on magic. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure how it is. I think that the era of buffing your own units is upon us, <laughs> and not using uh, magic to be offensive on your opponent. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. I think time will tell. I guess. I guess spinning his question around. We're not spinning it around, but spinning around what's not popular now. Things like, well, certainly Tempest, Daughters, Lumineth. Good, good. Into the same you go. Degenerate <laughs> order shooting armies. Quakes. I think Daughters is... Daughters are great. You can score a battle tactic every turn. We were talking about this the other night. Um, talking with Nathan, and honestly, oh, yes. it's difficult to not score a battle tactic every turn. I think as a as a good follow up to that is Big Wah is in a similar place in terms of armies that have changed. They've just gotten a couple of those. Like I know DJ's playing Big Wah and he's got like Gobsprack where sure in Big Wah you have the, one of the new Cruel Boy. Well, so it's an Orc War Clan battle tactics to just get all your Cruel Boy units on terrain. So if you just bring Gobsprack, you can do some cool unbind stuff. You just put them on terrain and that's your battle tactic. So similar to what you're saying for Doc, like you just get five free battle tactics in an addition. Where battle tactics are harder than ever before so yeah that might yeah i mean you've got um you, if you have two units of heart renders um first of all they drop out of the sky they shoot <laughs> and move that's an automatic one then you've got the old um what was it called barge through or whatever where you have two two of your units in enemy territory so you've just brought your them down so they get that next turn then if they're where you want them to be for that, and they're right in the corner is inconsequential to the game, you've then got that surround one. So you're getting three units, uh, three battle tactics without doing anything. And that's before you even look at, be, have more outside your <laughs> Before table. you even notice that you've been tabled. Or cast a spell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. No. But if you play them just to score a battle tactic every turn, it's yeah, a yeah. whole game. Agreed. You could walk through each of those and just go through the motions yeah. and it's going to be difficult to 
but you're never going to get beat by much <laughs> even if you get beat are you it's good yeah, be- agreed agreed yeah exactly because we're in a scoring game now it doesn't matter how much you lose and if you score that battle tactic every turn and you've got a grand strat that you can you can pick up which they've got an auto grand strat as well with the um yeah that have every unit either dead or have him fought so even if you get tabled you get in that as well so um no i think i think they're in a pretty good place um it's just you've got to be pretty disciplined i think i don't think you can see red and throw things in hoping to get a win i mean they can do well Sad. um but i think you've just got to play it clinical and just just take the points good stuff it's not uh oh yeah so uh I'm gone. Yeah, that's the end from the chat. So if we have a quick look in. Uh, right, okay. So uh, my brother. Oh, no, that's not right. <laughs> Question for Chicken Dog, because it's about chicken. So you might know this one, JP. Pondering a guild of. This is Mr. Rawson. Um, oh, yeah. Um, pondering a guild of summoners list. What are the best third-party options for Lords of Change? Looking for cool models primarily, but also trying to keep costs down and have a hutch of chickens that look different to each other. Yeah, I think uh, if you want to keep costs down, it's just sort of raid farms at night and go for a sort of taxidermy <laughs> angle. That's probably what I would do. Um, Real bird skulls. Good at you like the starlings or something. Yeah, perfect. Just, them just use them. actual chickens. Object. You could use just the skeletons, though. I mean, you could strip them of flesh. But you want to talk to uh, Craig Graham? I think he just sort of looked on Etsy or something. But he had for worlds, he had to bring like (laughs) Like eight dead birds. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is going on on the these days? I don't know. Um, It was uh, at worlds. Yeah, he had like he had to bring like seven spare chickens and each one had to fit into his airplane hand luggage or something. So. It was ridiculous. He booked everything and chose, <laughs> chose the army that had these massive wings everywhere. <laughs> as well as 10,000 horrors and such like, I suppose, as well. Okay, uh, so next up um, from Steve, I'd be cheeky and ask how you are all finding the current magic versus anti-magic meta. Do you find your playstyles are allowed to flourish, or do you feel pushed guided to specific armies when contemplating a list, especially in competitive play? Um, I suppose we kind of just touched on that. Um, it definitely influenced what I was picking. Um, so yeah, I think at the moment, uh, in terms of going to tournaments, you've got to be aware of what other people are going to be taking. So um, yeah, I think it's... I've not taken Hoarfrost. I refused. I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to jump on this bandwagon. There's a, there's a Instead, I've, taken, I've taken a knight in canter to auto find it. <laughs> Instead. Um, but no, I think I'd say so. I think it's... Uh, you can always play how you want to play. Let nobody tell you otherwise. But um, if you're really wanting to do well, which I never do, you're probably best speaking to Andy. <laughs> Um, I think. I mean, what about you, Andy? Um, taking this because you've not even played out of this book yet. But ha- taking it, taking out magic versus anti-magic at the moment. How does the current rules framework affect you as a successful player um, in your shaping of your lists? 
how does it shape my so i mean it's got to be totally instrumental hasn't it really you just still uh, netlist don't yeah, read the list you get no problem usually i just jump on twitter google <laughs> what the last <laughs> but um and then watch like six or seven youtube videos and hope that whatever did <laughs> sticks in my brain and he's like tell me when to stop and that's all <laughs> <laughs> God bless the God bless Lisbon. Um, <laughs> no, I th- I think I think you sometimes have to decide when you go to a tournament: are you going in to be on the cutting edge meta, or are you going to try and preempt what you think it is and bring something that completely counters it? Now I've done done it twice and had had it work out both ways. Took what I thought was a complete anti-meta Cadran Overlords list to Warm World. To beat all the gristle gore wankers and ended up on bo- end up on the bottom table because I never played one uh, fake list all weekend. Deserved. Um deserved. No, you're 100 right. And <laughs> then took a Nurgle list to onslaught designed to play the zombies with all the AOE spells. Didn't play zombies once, but had a pretty good turnout anyway. So um, I think what that really has told me is if you try and play off meta, you're going to end up in a bad place unless it's a <laughs> A list that can roll five plus war saves. So never predict the Scottish meta. <laughs> never, yeah, never try and predict the Scottish meta. I think the rules are in the best place they've been for a long time. I think the war school changes the points. Um, some of the GHB additions, like Horfrost, just sounds disgusting. Um, Agreed, I, think yeah. I, I think I saw someone say the other day they did eighteen mortal wounds to Archeon in one pop. Oh, that's uh, for Blizzard, you mean? That's oh, Blizzard, Blizzard, yeah. Blizzard sorry, yeah. So, was it not yeah, Blizzard? I'm taking that one. That one. Borfrost is also mental, yeah. Um, so, I think there's there's going to be some questionable... They're not going to change it, though, are they? It's printed in the GHP, I can't really see them yeah, changing it. Yeah, agreed. It's um, a year as well, which is which I'm happy about, but maybe not if there's something really bent in it. <laughs> yeah. There's some guys just pitching about the man you gave. <laughs> <laughs> completely <laughs> thrown me off my train of thought. Um, no, I, I, I honestly think that with this GHB being a year long, what we're going to be looking forward to most is the war scrolls. So it's are we still going to see that continued light touch, which then affects the the list I pick, or are we going to see some brave brave choices to completely mix it up with that kind of underlying idea that. At some point, you might take 18 mortal wounds in one go. <laughs> yeah. In which, in which case, just take what you want. Yeah, I think I think taking what you want uh, and just playing it is always the best way to get good at an army because the meta will keep changing and things, and yeah. where you're playing will keep changing, and it'll be harder for you at some times and easier at other times. But if you're really familiar with your list and you've been pushing it around for a while and you just instinctively know how well it performs against certain things and you just get a feel for how far it can stretch and where its threats are and this that and the other you're always going to do better than trying to totally rethink how you play a game based on the current rule set so yeah oh sorry there's there's two points to that sorry gp you go first i was just going to say psychologically like if you take, if you decide, oh, I'm gonna take the, you know, the most bent list in the game to this tournament because I want to win, right? If, rather than it being the army I want to play, if you do win, that's pretty good, right? You're gonna be like, sick, yeah, like it was all worth it. But if you just, you know, 
you come up against a counter, you lose a key priority in a mirror match or whatever. You then come away from the tournament being like, I didn't win. Everybody called me a dickhead the whole weekend. And I didn't play the army that I did, that I really wanted to play. You know, fine, if you do really want to play the army and you get called a dickhead, that's just par for the course. But if, so, so like, as Sue's saying, you sort of, you improve at your army if you play the one you want over time. And, you know, you're not guaranteed at all to win the tournament, even if you do take filth. So if you're taking filth, just make sure it's filth you like. That's basically my point. Yeah. I think uh, the two points I was going to make, one was build on Stu's point about playing army you know well, Reese Fraser. No Sylvan inside out, has played them for yeah. however long he's been on the scene and consistently plays well because uh, to go back to that age old argument of skill versus experience, mm-hmm. um, uh, sorry, skill versus uh, meta, then it's always going to come down to knowing what to do when your army doesn't perform versus knowing how to make yeah. the best army in the game perform well at that time. And the other thing is um, keep it simple. Uh, too often, I have tried to think it. I've seen people try to do it. Sometimes it's just just go into it and play. Don't do. Don't push it forward. Um, play the play the scenario, and then just from that, bide your time. You'd be surprised how often in turn two or three, not making that charge gives you an extra option uh, later in the game, regardless of what army as you pick. It's too late. I've already run it down mid, Andy. It's already over for me. Turn one, turn one's charge. I'm making, He's already I'm I'm making it. I'm making it. <laughs> it's completely over. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, hopefully that helps. Steve. Steve's new to the... Uh, uh, he came to Northern Invasion. Um, he's actually got his ticket to the next Northern Invasion. So he's painting... He's, he's building... A, I think he, he used the, the Orcs last time and he's been working on some Fire Slayers. Um, so I don't know. It's it'd be good to see them and yeah, just play what you want to play at the moment and don't worry about it. Um, hope that helps. Uh, then the only other one is relating to a question: um, Is the two thin coats paint any good? Yes, it is. Yeah, I went in on the first Kickstarter and I really enjoyed it. It's really good paint. Um, I'm not a good painter, um, but I do enjoy doing a bit of painting every now and again. And it performs like good paint. It's in dropper bottles. It's good colours. Good. Everything's like in triads. So you have a base coat, a medium and a highlight. And then there's washes and some technical ones. And then I really enjoyed it. And so I got the second wave as well. And that's just come this week. So I think uh, I've got it all set up like on my painting desk. So because I've been doing my um, my encounter and yeah, the paints are just. They, they, they just seem smooth um, they've got a really good coverage and the nice shades. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like my army paint. I like dropper bottles. Um, Citadel ones have always been good, but just the inconvenience of trying to tap that paint out of that lip onto my palette pisses me off. I'm getting too old for it. Do you so, guys, do you guys um, watch or listen to the painting phase? Yeah, that's that's it. I love that. It's like a total uh, Warhammer coffee morning. We just chat. Um, the, the, the guy they had, on, they had on about a month or two ago, who was XGW kind of product designer not like not miniatures but actual products you know like well he was involved in paints and tape measures and all sorts of things 
Um, he, it's, uh, I'm not, I want to go into it now, but he was, he was, he talked a lot about the development of contrast paints and, and, and you know, Citadel pots versus dropper bottle pots. The age-old question: why, why don't you W change? Blah blah blah. So, so check it out. It's, it's a good hour and a half leather and it's it's fascinating stuff they've always got a good guest on the, and if they're xgw you always get a few snippets even if they're not xgw you've got peachy on there who gives some xgw um sort of gossip away or something and it's, it's always always interesting stuff so there you go there's a there's a wee advert yeah no um i i do like my my drop bottles um so yeah um i recommend it uh as a not very very good painter but as a, a person who's painted models for a long time <laughs> it's Ooh. definitely one of the more pleasant paints i've ever used and i've used a lot so yes i don't know how available it is in stores i was just looking at that actually i don't it's i think you can get the paints but i think it's hard to get the set yeah i think uh i just got I, it looks pretty phenomenal but um and that's good if you can just get the uh the what's it's the the replacements because some of them are used more than others but yeah they're really good um i got them and i think as part of the thing i got these paint racks which are really nice they're like uh they're made by sarissa precision which i've got all my marvel crisis protocol stuff comes from but um they're like these racks uh little coliseums the little pink coliseums well they're a bit yeah they're like that but they're, uh, they're branded to the two thin coats. So oh. it's got like a space for every paint in the range with a little color bit of it in front with its name. And it, oh, it, oh, nice. oh, it's nice. It's tasty. Do you, like, do you pay attention to those? I feel like after like four seconds, I just have all my paints in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's, I, I'm finding it good. And um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, he's a nice bloke. And he seems to me like the sort of bloke who wouldn't put his name to someone if he didn't believe in it i, I think he cares Maybe. a lot about painting yeah and um yeah i think he's uh yeah i think it's a good product he's got so yeah i'd recommend it and uh if they do another wave i have a feeling technical paints will come next because there's been like three in each wave well, and if you do it you can go all in on the previous ones right. so an ad, i saw an advert on my phone it was on facebook or something i don't know what it was instagram but it was it was his teeth and coats and it was glazes. Oh yeah, they're in I've got his glazes here. Um and his, they're really good. Oh wow, it's that's like so the nice old though. ones. It's got um a red, a yellow, a blue, an orange, a green, and a purple. <clears throat> but then he's got these bright paints as well, which are like ultra highlights, which can apply to any of these triads and things. Um that are really nice touch as well. So yeah, anyway. It's, it's, we, we, are, we get no commission for this, but that was a legit question. <laughs> I've just sent you a picture of my oh, yeah. uh, my fingers there, so it's really cool. We'll come with envy. Um, did we win the football? Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> you, tried really, you tried really hard not to, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Good old Rafa Varan. Right, so. Is there Shall anything? we? One last thing. Well, two last things. Should we finish with the missions? Oh, oh yeah, the oh, mission oh, review. Oh, everybody's had to sit through our shit. <laughs> two, two hours of shit for the podcast. <laughs> They're like, fuck. Yeah, you should say it. That the only way um, people can find out the missions is to listen. <laughs> post it in the chat. 
and spoils it, um, they'll get a points deduction. Can you imagine the the whispers on the Saturday if it was like who actually listened to the podcast? Then some some chaotic individual goes, "It's actually this mission," and you end up with like (laughs) half half the room playing one scenario, half making the scenario a second. Ah, you you know, situation. (laughs) Quick, quick, retreat, Andy, retreat. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, go on, tell the world. Right. Come on, Andy. Okay. No, no, I want uh, Andy first of all. Sorry, sorry. Oh, the story. Yeah. Sorry. Andy, tell the world about making up your own scenarios. I mean, it was the world who was there watching, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, at the pinnacle of our hobby, uh, facing a very pleasant German individual, we sure both remain nameless, so protect our identities. Um, we chose to play Athenidas. Now, that, you won't find that in your books, uh, because somehow we played a bastardized version of two of the scenarios uh, and got to turn four before uh, one of the team coaches walked by, said to the German, you're playing uh, Pathanidus, yeah? And, uh, no, Presence of Idols? And he's like, no, Pathanidus. And he's like, Presence of Idols? Uh, <laughs> back and forward, back and forward. Um, to then see his face drop as he realised that we had made a boo-boo and uh, creating our own scenarios. Now, I will say that our coach watched the game for a turn. Our, our team assistant watched my game for four rounds and didn't realise the mistake that they made. So I mean, not... look, it was tactical on my part. I was like, uh... we're setting it up for like, we're denying a battle tactic here. I was like, it's best... It's not my place to intervene. That's what I was thinking. I mean, the the, the key thing was that they'd set it up for um, Presence of Idols, so three diagonal across the table, but then they had the Nidus paths to teleport. (laughs) And they'd even said, who's going to teleport through this one? (laughs) I mean... Actually, we had had units sitting in the backfield, like, blocking up so we could teleport through. The big question is, who, who won, Andy? (laughs) (laughs) now it was absolute clarity but the german lad was taking it tight i mean his his guy his team were not chuffed meanwhile (laughs) meanwhile meanwhile, having known that my captain set up for doing one thing game one and then did the completely fucking opposite i knew i was okay (laughs) that was like not even the most egregious thing that happened that day so welcome to the world championships 10 out of 10 would recommend do it again (laughs) You can almost count to four. Apply to the Scotland team. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, scenarios. What were right. you on that? Here are, here are five genuine scenarios from the GHB <laughs> 23-24. Game one, we're going to start with Geomantic Pulse. Um, so this is the four across the middle, and uh, this is the one that it turns on, either the, the left hand or right hand most one. And then starts to pulse to the next one, uh, where you get so you get more points for the one that's pulsing. Um, again, I I've not played these the, yet, so <laughs> it's just the one that pulses. You get three points for that, and I think you get a point for the one next to it, or something like that. And the other there two, go. Uh, uh, two, two if you control the pulse, one for each adjacent to the pulse. Yeah, and, and one for controlling at least one objective. So, so that's the only sort of a twist on that one. Um, that's game one. Game two is going to be Nexus Collapse. So this is a bit of a janky looking six objective kind of on the diagonals um, and you're deploying in quarters, opposite quarters. So this is the one where the 
after the first battle round, after determining which player will take the first turn, the player with the fewest VP can choose to collapse up to two of the six objectives. Well, we're starting with six, but you, the first time you could bring that to four if you wanted, or five. If both players are tied on VP, the players roll off and the winner can choose to collapse one objective. And if it's if an objective collapsed, any unit within six on a four plus, sorry, within six inches on a four plus, you can suffer D3 morals. So, yeah, bit of, bit, could be a bit of fun in games with this one. Um, we'll see. Anyone played it? No. No. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> next question, please. Next, next round. So after you've won that one, uh, you're, on, you're on top table, game three, and you're going to be playing Spring the Trap. Oh, that's so, an awful oh, that's a... Have you um, <laughs> Are you going to do the what's it, the FAQ? Um, yeah, it's, it's it's your own units, not not, not it's your own. own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, forgot about it that one. specify. Yeah, so this is when you, you, you're quite a narrow deployment in the sort of middle... Uh, two quarters of the half of your, of your side, three objectives in the middle. But the big thing on this one is um, during deployment, after both players have set up their units, each player can remove D3 units from the battlefield um, and they can then just pop out anytime you want, really. Six inches from the edge um, of the battlefield, anywhere you want, nine inches from enemy units. So could be some fun and games on that one. Game three, day one. And where are the objectives on that one? Across the middle, so there's three. Okay. Just a straight line. So, um, so yeah, that'll be fun. Um, game four, so hungover Sunday morning. What did I pick? I picked, let me get my whole note here. I picked limited resources. So, this is another. another one. Yeah, it's a little bit of breeding, actually. So, this is six objectives again, kind of sort of a jaunty diagonal looking thing. Um, and the special rule in this one is uh, when a player gains control of an objective, they start to siphon melt water from it. Dun, dun, dun. Basically, if you've, uh, 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 if the player whose turn it is controls an objective that they controlled at the end of the previous turn, they have siphoned all the melt water from that objective. For the rest of the battle, the player cannot control that objective. So it's going to keep you moving around the battlefield, I guess, on this one. There are six but objectives. Other people can control it, can't they? Other people can, so yeah, it's not it's not removed. It just means you once you score it, you can't score it again. Yeah. So keep moving, but there's six objectives, so there's plenty. There's plenty. Plenty to go around. Nothing to worry about. And uh, so once you win that one, you're onto game five, playing for the lovely trophy sponsored by Dark Fantastic Mills. And this will be game five, lines of communication. So. Reasonably simple, this one. Again, three sort of central objectives. Nice. Um, this is the uh, start of each battle round. After determining which player will take the first turn, the player taking the second turn can pick a phase to disrupt, e.g. the hero phase, blah, blah, blah. During the battle round, each time a model in their opponent's army issues a command in that phase, the opponent must roll a dice on a three plus, an additional CP must be spent to yeah. issue that command. So It's great. And you twin that with a Legion of Blood one, um, and you can take the they can take the um, the vampires can take the heroic action where you have to spend an extra command point, and the one that's written is that it just says to spend another one, so it'll actually cost you three command points to all out defence. 
um, oh, all to inspire and presence and things. Oh, it's God. really good. Luminous could have fun with that one, couldn't they? As well. Oh so. boy. Yeah. Um, cool. So that's a five. So Geomantic Pulse, Nexus Collapse, Spring the Trap, Limited Resources, and Lines of Communication. There's your five. That's good. How about it? Uh, they're all they're strange, aren't they? Have you have you looked at the missions? All of them. The, there's no sort of like vanilla missions in this yeah. handbook. Well, Rest well, of points. <coughs> I didn't just um, Andy it and you know spin my dice, spin, spin my wheel to I picked five missions there. I did try a bit of wee bit of thought into it. I tried to make, especially day two, not so janky, if you know what I mean. So, you know, there's no random yeah. stuff happening on game four, albeit you need to move around the board a little bit. So the better players only to be better game four. And game five is fairly vanilla. I mean, it's still a three plus on in one phase. Yeah. Um, it's so fairly easy going. Hopefully not game breaking, but but maybe if someone picks the right the right phase to do it on, it might be. So because the, there is a lot in there, that's a lot of stuff happening. Other missions, you know. I thought let's let's, let's not get too chaotic here. So. You could have spun the wheel and it could have been in a, it could have been all over the place and yeah, and get the feels bad, but um, you've could always build, um, relocation orb at the masters again. So. <laughs> the old golden envelopes again. appreciated the way you put the thought into the scenarios um so i think probably a good weekend it's gonna it's, it's we'll good. see how it goes I've, I've not played any of these but um yeah we'll see how it goes a, a lot of times it's, it's, it's not always the mission is it it's, it's, it's that isn't always the story to be honest so we shall see so should we finish with the with the, with the news which um promised at the start so so although it's going to be my last tempest it's it's it looks like it's not going to be the last tempest no, no. <laughs> Couldn't let it die, could we? We couldn't let it die. Somebody stood up, um, and who better than the, than the current master to to take on the the, the the number one tournament in Scotland? Take on the take on the chalice. <laughs> uh, after listening to you, uh, tell me all the bad things about organising it uh, for the last two hours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it turns out <laughs> nothing motivates you more than than hearing that. But no, um, it's been six seven years since i ran a tournament in scotland um it's heavily heavily uh time that i did a bit of returning to the scene just much like much like scott has done for the last 10 years or so so um we couldn't let his baby um disappear into the long night so i will keep the seat warm from until that game and uh, fire rekindles him and he comes back <laughs> to, to take it back so um look out for some feedback after this year's one so we could shape next year's but um yeah here's to 2024 awesome excellent news good job and it was huge, a huge upgrade i bet for the tournament playing it scott well you could have andy not playing it and me playing in it so there you go probably, <laughs> yeah well, that's, that's what i meant by it. probably <laughs> <laughs> Probably an easier grudge round one there. One hundred percent less. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I did say to Andy as well. So the the golden ticket thing from GW. It looks like it may be a, a continuous thing. Is what they said when we had that like a, a, a conference called months and months ago. Um, and if if they continue it every year, then it seems to be what like once you're in, you're in. So it it, it might well be something that can be continued if if Andy wants to and. Um, you know, there's interest from people 
Um, I mean, it's a nice wee cherry on top. It's it's, it's not defined tempest at all. Um, I know I know when I did announce it with having a golden ticket, there was a, there was one or two sort of tweets were a little bit um, negative towards it as, as being oh, didn't think you take that direction. But to be honest, I don't think it's changed anything about tempest or, or Scottish AOS at all. It's it's a wee cherry on top for somebody if they want to. And it's not skewed to, who's coming. No, exactly. In fact, the opposite. Well, yeah. it depends, has it? Six of the eight worlds, players aren't coming. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you're not getting loads of people just parachuting in to try and pick up a ticket because they've not picked one up in their local scene. No, it's not exactly. like you've got a load of folk from like a highly competitive area where no. the few and, and between. In fact, had had I offered 500 quid to the winner, then maybe there would be. And then, then, then it would be different, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. So, who knows? Anyway. Who knows? Nice one, Andy. Well done. Thanks for keeping Tempest going. That was good. Yeah, thanks, Andy. I'll see what you do with it. Yeah. Just uh, contemplating that the first change might be that I get to play for the ticket. <laughs> 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 organising, organising play. Nah, yeah. Do that. Put all the energy into supporting everybody else. But just a big thanks to Scott for the last seven years. It's turned it into, into you know, what what is Scotland? What are Scotland's top yeah. tournaments? I nearly said Scotland's premier event, but I realised that Stuart's on the phone calls. So. <laughs> well, I said it already. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I think it was instrumental. So I remember, uh, like, I think I mentioned this when tickets for Northern Invasion were announced, and back in the very very early days, um, that was it, wasn't it? There was that was the first one tempest mm. um and it came through well actually no i think the first one you picked up did john have to cancel one um and i think the last kings picked up that one and ran that one that was the kind of that follow the old world one yeah year or something? It, i think it was a follow the old world and may have got cancelled so you guys picked it up and i think it was at that one that i decided that i was going to start running them because uh i saw all the work that went into it and I was just merrily coming along to events and not running one myself and I think I'd already booked my transport and accommodation and stuff for it and I really appreciated the fact that you guys picked it up because it meant I wasn't out of pocket and the former Mrs West didn't give me abuse um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> should have just let her, let, let her get her angry <laughs> all, all the difference it made all the difference <laughs> it made Scott <laughs> but anyway um, thanks a lot Scott so then I, <laughs> I decided to do mine as well and I think Tempest and Northern Invasion were the same year um, that we started but I, I think I've got the extra two narrative ones plus the Covid year um, mine yeah. just before things got locked down or something Um but yeah, I think they they were the birth of it, really. And I think if it weren't for for you doing it and you, Andy, Mike and Rich doing um, that very first one, well, the scene wouldn't be where it is. So, yeah, thank you very much. Um, uh, I definitely wouldn't have started running them if you weren't doing your ones. Um, so we all appreciate it. Uh, it's made a really big difference. So a well-deserved rest. It's not a retirement. It's a unofficial while we hear The best thing is there's dice this year. Finally, finally. Mm-hmm. I'm ending with finally getting out some dice, which uh, t- took a while to, to realise. Um, 
So, so yeah, it'll be nice this year. And then maybe some spare, depending on who buys what on the day. You get some free, there'll be more for sale. And whatever's left, I'll be I'll be putting up for sale. So well, thank you very much. And uh I'm still waiting on JP and Andy picking up their Northern Invasion tickets. I think I can't go this year. It's the same story I get off you every year. No, every year I normally just buy my ticket and don't go. <laughs> <laughs> That's normally the all play. Right, all right. I only I only jest. <laughs> no, ticket tickets go on general sale tomorrow morning for people. So depending when you're listening to this, I will try and get it out tonight. Depends if I finish this can. That is for candy kittens, which is quite strong. <laughs> Absolute animal. <laughs> so I will try and do it. Um, and I don't know. Whether we get any editings, uh, far cry. But yeah, so 15, at 8 a.m., the remaining tickets for Northern Invasion go on sale. Um, so yeah, get on it if you want to come. Do it. That. Right, is there anything else? No, I don't think so. I think no, no more questions, nothing. So it is good night from Orkney. It's good night from Ayrshire. Good night from Glasgow. Good night from Royal Leamington Spa. Woo-hoo!